I looked up about dream and ideals and stuff in on the Unity Truth Unity website. Charles Fillmore wrote this in The Atom Smashing Power of the Mind and it said, the great and most important issue before the people today is the development of man's spiritual mind and through it, unity with God. The taproot of all confusion is our failure to use our mind intelligently. We can only think as God would have us think by adjusting our thoughts to divine ideas. Religion and all that it implies in prayer and recognition of God in idea and manifestation is the one and only way out of the chaos in which we find ourselves. We must therefore begin at once this unity with the God mind by incorporating divine ideas into all that we think and speak. Now he wrote this in the 1920s. He certainly didn't write it recently. But I love, the only way out of the chaos in which we find ourselves, and to me the chaos that we find ourselves is our conflict between spirit and flesh. That's the conflict. It's like, yes, I want to know my divine self, my divine self, but boy, I sure want some cash. And, mm, who can I get it from? Who do I have to kill? <laughs> to get money. Who do I have to put in prison so I can get my money? Who do I have to suppress so I can get money? So I can feel important and wealthy and uh, superior and powerful, well, at least more powerful than. In Moses' times, they began to organize. Abraham, Moses, first, first. Uh, they began to organize people, and they did it through control. You know, Moses came down from the mountain and said, Oh, I have these tablets, and they have some things on it. Because, you see, man was uncultured and uncivilized and thought, Oh, you have this? Fine, I'll take it. <coughs> oh, you don't want to give it to me? Here, I'll kill you, and I will take it. And they wanted to get rid of that kind of behavior. They wanted to start to organize. And, and the, the issue with it is the intention is good. The intention is really good uh, and positive, except for one thing. Ultimately, it becomes a way to control other human beings. The, the thinking isn't in order to set everyone free. It's to align thinking. Let me align your, your thinking with my thinking, and then what can I do to make you afraid? And, and, that, and that, that's what happened when they created, uh, first there was the paganism and all that, and then they decided, okay, the Romans said, we'll, we'll create Christianity. We'll make yours a leading religion in the world. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take some of your writings and everything, but we're going to rewrite some of them. <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to Use it to set everybody free, except we will still threaten you that if you don't behave, you're going to go to hell. We'll keep that teaching from the writings. And all, Gehel, all hell ever was, in, it, was a, it was set in Gehenna. If you're not familiar with Gehenna, it's, it's in your Bible. But it was, it's where they, in ancient times, they burnt sacrifices. In Jesus' time, it's where they burnt the town trash. So if you don't behave, 
we're going to throw you in the, in the fiery pits over there. It, it, it was the equivalent with my mother with the boogeyman. <laughs> if you don't behave, you're going to get this scary thing to come and visit you. If you don't behave, you'll get nothing for Christmas. If you so you see, there was a threat about behavior. If you don't align, church and, and government is, is very much the, the same in tradition. You should be afraid, so come to us. You should be afraid, so vote for us. But it's all about you should be afraid. You should be afraid. And unity offers something else. You, that's why we, we're not in a massive building right now. You have nothing to fear. So come to us and let us remind you. You have nothing to fear. Come with us and we'll celebrate through song, through music, through a message, through laughter, through food. We'll celebrate over here. I called the talk today, I can dream, can't I? And I, and I had to look at what, because we have dreams, we all have an ideal of it from the beginning of time. The problem with the dream is it's always over there somewhere. It's always in the future. And we need to come here right now, right here in the present. Now, Diane and I were talking about yesterday, and there was a lot of language about I'm a recovering this or that. And they weren't talking about alcoholism. They were talking about their former religion. I'm you know, next door to us, uh, the, the non-believers, well, they sure talked a lot about belief for non-believers. And most of them were recovering from one particular large uh, religious institution. But one of our people started getting on the bandwagon with them. And I was like, stop that. Stop that. My interfaith ministry or seminary taught me always in addition to, never instead of. You see, it's my childhood religion that got me here. So I can be very grateful for it. You know, each piece led to here to led to here. I get it. Some people were abused in their, their former religion. Well, I wasn't really except threatened with hell, but outside of that. Uh, but they didn't know any better. And I, am I going to be mad at them now? Do I need to sit and condemn them now? I, I think the ultimate goal was, was rather affirmative. We want to baptize you so you will know the Holy Spirit, so you will know God. You, and fine, that's what they do. And I wouldn't mind it if they weren't so willing to send me to hell. <laughs> If they weren't so threatening to me to tell me that I'm not worthy of the love of God. That's my issue with a lot of religion, a lot of organized religion, is somehow the people think they are the judge and the jury and the hangman. And I came to Unity and I found out that there is no judge except a confused one. There is no jury that has any power. When I came into unity, I found out I was good. That was getting back to the dream. The ideal, really. I am good and can't not be good. 
I can miss the mark. I can be mistaken. I can forget and still in divine law, in divine principle, I am good with a capital G that has no opposite. I could never not be good. I can be so poorly behaved. And we give out the I am good buttons and there's always a few wise acres who like to say, oh, I'm not good, I can't take that. They think they're being funny, but then they will not take one, one woman I like a lot from the neighborhood, would not take our button. No, I'm not. I finally threw one in her purse. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't looking. And, uh, because their ego, they flatter themselves. Oh no, I'm bad. Oh no, I'm naughty. Oh no, I, uh, and it's like, I'm just good because in truth, that's what I am and it's what I can't not be. Now what I come here for, that I get to get up on the pulpit, is to ask all of us to keep reconsidering our thoughts our daily thoughts about ourselves, about each other, about out there. To speak out what you, if you want to speak out, speak out for what you are for. You know, because, you know, David wrote, we, we fought a war. Fought a war for this country. Uh, to create this country, actually, because we did not like the rules that were happening. And as David does like to point out, the first shot was fired here. And four months later, word got back to England that the first shot had been fired. There was no texting, there were no emails. Four months it took for them to find out we had fired the shot of saying no. No, we want something different. We're over here now. Your way will not work. We have another way. Now, we, I think we need to understand the ideal was great. The dream of this free republic was great and everything. But there were still hideously behaved people. They were still tarring and feathering one another, those who didn't agree. They were still killing people who didn't agree with them. You know, it, it was not founded in divine love. It was taking a stand. This is what I want. How do we get to the ideal of divine love for all beings? Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. I don't care what has taken place as recently as yesterday. Well, how do I get to the point where I am willing to be the cause of peace on earth? How do I get to the point of doing that? I'm not exactly clear, except I have to keep interrupting thoughts. I have to keep rethinking what, what, what I, I'm doing, what I'm saying, what, you know, calling up a new awareness. I'm going to read this. It comes from the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. And it comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 6. And it says here, the practice of awakening is helpful to you in your purpose of awakening to yourself. Dreams are only delay and distraction. Your progress is steady and cannot go backwards. In your dreams, you only stand still, dozing for a time. Everything is you. This is important for you to remember. Everything is you. This is important for you to remember. And let me explain why and how everything is you. 
Because everything for you is as you perceive it. Are you happy with your perceptions? Are you happy with what you're telling yourself everything means? Are you satisfied with that? Because if you're simply waiting around for somebody else to change so that you can perceive it differently, you're going to be waiting for a very long time, perhaps forever, and you will sit in the proverbial hell on earth waiting for that. When things change, it's because we have changed. When things change for me, it is because I have shifted. When David's in my relationship, when things shift for me in a new direction, it's not because David changed. It's because I changed. It's because I changed my mind about this or that, and I see it differently. When I see time differently, it's because I changed my perception of time. When I see the floor differently, it's because I changed it, my mind about it. It's not because the floor changed. When I experience the weather differently, it's because I changed my perceptions. You, know, you see, in my life, everything is me. And in your life, everything is you. No matter what has taken place in your life, I'm not saying you caused the experiences or the events, excuse me. I'm not saying you caused the events. You created your experience of it. And I know some of these things, some of the stuff we've been through, and you'd say, yeah, but I, you know, I should think this. Who says? Who says? Well, you do. <laughs> you do. You just, I love when somebody says, it was a good day today. And I say, what made it good? Well, this, this, and this happened. I said, but what made it good? Well, this, this, and this happened. I said, but what made it good? And I finally, I finally get it. Oh, because I said so. Exactly. It was an awful day. What made it awful? Well, this, this, and this happened. I've gone round and round with the same person about that kind of stuff in the same evening in the class. Well, what made it awful? Well, da, 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 da. I said, but what? Oh. Because I said so. Exactly. Exactly. And one class, I finally said, this was awful. Because I said so, Sean. <laughs> so, everything is you. This is important for you to remember. In remembering this, you remember there is no judge. In remembering this, you remember there is only you. So, there is only freedom. In your freedom, you express that which is desire. Freedom is the expression of desire. In the state of awakening, true desire is clear. During periods of sleeping, it is weak or totally forgotten, but only true desire is real. Other desires are passing. Do not worry that true desire can be lost within the forgetfulness. All right, they took my mic <laughs> True desire outlasts all distraction. True desire leads from beyond the clouds of forgetfulness. You are led truly always. Continue to follow your way and practice awakening whenever it is in your mind to practice awakening now. Some like to say, well, I don't know what my true desire is, and I'll tell you now what your true desire is. Your true desire is love. Not the definition of love, the experience of love. Your true desire is peace, not the definition of peace, the experience of peace. 
Your true desire is joy. Your true desire is everything that we claim God is. Your true desire is power, is presence, is knowledge, is wisdom, is love, is joy. That's our true desire. And we think we're trying to get it. We think when we do this or that, we're trying to get our true desire when actually we are resisting it. When we argue our points. Yeah, but, yeah, but, if only you did this or if only they did this. We argue our point and we're saying, I'm not willing to have my true desire yet. Yeah, but, when we, now it's one thing, I get it, to step up and say, I want this, not this. You need to include both of those, though. I want this. To just say, I don't want this, that's not enough. Getting rid of what you don't like is insufficient. You go just find something else you don't like. We must substitute what we want, our true desire, for what we don't want. There is no such thing as a vacuum. So if you don't know what you want, well, let me tell you what you want. You want love. You want peace, you want joy, you want that which we claim God is. Now, within God is all the misery, too. Not like, oh, there's God and. If there's only one power and one presence, all experience is available. But which part of the experience do you want? Your true desire. To walk in your body with ease and confidence and assurance. It's not about trying to fix this chaotic world. It's not trying to fix the people we think are broken. It's not trying to fix ourselves who we think is broken. It is aligning with divine ideas. Let's simplify today, now, from here ever after. Keep asking, what's the divine idea in this? What's the divine idea in this? What's the divine idea in this? When you see something and you get disturbed. Even with my leg, I keep asking, what's the divine idea I can get from this? What can I see that will serve me, that will serve another? And I'm willing that an instantaneous healing will serve all. And I have made that clear in my prayer time. <laughs> I am willing to experience instantaneous healing, but I also know I'm willing to serve using this however I can best serve. I complain some. Some days I say, ow, 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 ow. Mostly in the middle of the night. But then I go on about my business knowing I'm still a beloved child of God, a beloved child of principle, beloved child of divine mind, beloved child. And all good is available to me now. It's nobody's fault that I'm hurting. I didn't do something stupid or foolish. I had an accident. I stepped on a plastic lid in my basement floor and went spiraling. And this stuff happens. I've got a human body and a spiritual, but I am still a spiritual being. And so today, what's the divine idea? What's the divine idea? Let your dreams come into the present. Let your dream serve the present. Your real dream. 
is to experience love, peace, joy. The intentions of so many religions, of so many battles, of so many uh, political arenas have all been the intention is love. The intention isn't in somewhere we go, we go astray. We've done it in this church, not lately, but in past years. Let's come back. Let's come back to the ideal. Let us come back to the ideal, to the true desire for the reason why we walked up these steps. We didn't walk up these steps today to become more chaotic or to make the chaos manageable. We came up these steps to remember what it is we want. To say, yes, I am a beloved child. A principle of mind, of source, of law. I am a beloved child and I call upon a divine idea now to show me my way. Thank you.